the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now. Paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Good morning. I'm John Kelly, publisher of the Orlando Medical News. It is my great pleasure to introduce my esteemed cohorts and absolute Central Florida healthcare leaders. Mark Chayat, MD, pediatric surgeon. He's practiced medicine in Central Florida since 1997. He's the chairman and co-founder of the Integrated Independent Physicians Network. He is also the co-founder of Kid Docs, a pediatric subspecialty organization in Central Florida. Joining Dr. Mark and myself today is Larry Jones, the Executive Director of the Integrated Independent Physicians and CEO of Independent Healthcare Partners, headquartered in Maitland, Florida. The IPA, more commonly known as IPN, is a 1,000-physician, multi-specialty physician network throughout 12 Central Florida and North Central Florida counties. Its core mission is to provide the tools and programs for physicians to compete in today's healthcare environment. Larry has been on both the payer and provider side of healthcare and understands healthcare, its challenges, and opportunities. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. It is. Let's pick up where we left off. Um, Last week, Larry, where does the consumer begin? Thanks, John, and uh, good morning to our viewers. Uh, you know, last week we talked about uh, becoming an educated healthcare consumer. And let's just pick up on that discussion from last week's topic. And to start, let's talk about the different types of health plans offered today the structure, the design, and the cost associated with different types of commercial Medicare and Medicaid plans. Right. And those topics are are not going to be exciting on the front end to right. anybody, right? <laughs> but it's very important. And, you know, you know it's important because so few of our consumers are really able to keep up with this. And sometimes I kind of feel like there's a there's a, a reason behind that from the sell side. But let's, yeah, let's see if we can make yeah. some sense of it. And it's interesting that you say that, Dr. Mark, because it's estimated that one in five people actually take the time to review and understand their health care benefits, understand their co-pays, their co-insurance, their deductibles, and how much specific services are going to cost them. Right. And when you go that one in five, if you think about it, usually in a family, there's only one or two people making that decision mm-hmm. and looking at it. So it's affecting the kids as well. So that, that one in five adults really affects a lot of people. So there are very few people that are keeping up with this. Right. You know, before we get into the specifics of how to understand your health plan, which in my opinion, this will be a health plan 101 to our listeners. 
Dr. Mark, what is your experience in talking with patients about their coverage when you're preparing a treatment plan for surgery? Do you do that or does your staff do that? So our practice, and I think it's pretty common amongst physicians for two reasons. Some, some physicians, many physicians, many of us just shy away from this completely. Uh, we'd like to separate the financial part and the care part, and, and I think that's, that's reasonable. At the same time, you know, I run my practice, and I have to stay involved in that end and have to keep up and have people in my office that know what they're talking about. Um, and I could tell you I could grab somebody out of my office and put them in this chair and have this conversation with you with a, probably a lot more vigor. Uh, but uh, the way we look at it is, you know, a, a family calls in and on the intake question, that's that's one of the questions is what, you know, what kind of coverage do you have? Um, the coverage is typically, you know, comes with a member number. We'll talk about that. We get a member number and then my front desk can check their eligibility. Uh, that becomes very important. You know, I try to take all the healthcare plans, right? But but there's new healthcare plans that show up left and right. And so occasionally that's how I learn there's a new plan. Uh, but since once we see if they're eligible, uh, we typically just start from there. Now, if they're going to have to go through surgery, then that sort of goes to one of the other staff persons in my office who's going to look and see where they are in their deductible. And have to get an authorization. Get an yep. authorization mm-hmm. in many cases. Right. So, but, of course, some, some procedures and some insurances don't want an authorization or a carer. Uh, others uh, are very specific and have to have the primary care physician actually request mm-hmm. the authorization for the surgery, which is an extra hoop that is difficult to jump through. Yeah. But know, it's a whole process, right? Right. And, and, you know, as a specialist... You're in a little different position than, yes. than the primary care physician. Right, right. Where there's very few offs that are required Correct. from a primary care physician. But, you know, uh, and I think everyone listening has gotten a call from their office before their physician stating that uh, confirming your appointment and possibly even confirming your copay prior to right. uh, coming to the office so you know exactly what to expect. Or seeing if you've changed policies. Right. You're right. right. In primary care, you know, typically you're coming back, you know, hopefully more than once, um, at least for a yearly visit, whereas in specialty care, in some circumstances, like with surgery, you're often just in the office a couple of times, and that's your whole history. So we get a lot, uh, a greater number of new clients that come in into a, a specialty practice. Right. You know, as our listening audience grows, we hope to be a consistent resource for the truth about our U.S. healthcare system and how to understand and navigate accessing the right care at the right time at the right place for an appropriate cost. You're going to hear a lot about that exactly. as we move forward. Exactly. Okay, well, so let's jump into some of the details. Um, I think we we're going to talk about types of plans. Now, do you want to start at the government plans? Uh, sure. You know, we also want to stress the importance of managing any chronic illness or conditions that might impair peak performance or a quality of life and even reduce future risks of poor health. Okay, let's get into the meat of the topic, health plans, a discussion of benefits. All right, let's go. I'll let you tick it off. All right, insurance companies and job-based health plans. And again, we mentioned last week that 180 million of the 330 million people in America access their health plan through their employer. Right. And with that, each employer and health plans must provide you with what it's called a summary of benefits and coverage. Some people call it a certificate of coverage. A a uniform 
glossary of terms used to understand and explain what the healthcare and the medical terms are. And this information helps you make apples to apples comparison of what you're looking at. Right, right. If if you have choices, right? I mean, because correct. And if you work for a bigger company, like you know some of the giant companies here in Central Florida, you might have three or four different plans that you can pick from. If you work for a smaller employer that has just you know fifty to maybe five hundred employees, there may only be one choice. Yeah. You know, and we're going to get into the different types of plans. But a couple questions for our audience before we get directly into that. You know, think about what percent of your gross pay should your health care insurance cost for you and your family. <clears throat> now, you know, obviously, if you have a higher income, it's going to be a lower percentage. Right. But the numbers that are thrown out there are anywhere from 5 to 8 to 10 to as much as 15% of your overall gross income. Right, right. And you could sort of compare that to the bigger number of, what is the health care expenditure in our country compared to our G, you know, GDP? Which is 20%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20%. You know, and then the other question is, if you're in an uh, employer plan, there's a good chance that your cost of your health insurance is pre-tax in what we call uh, a cafeteria-type plan or a pre-health pre, uh, plan. And then if you're buying it on the open market, you're going to be paying post-tax dollars. So you have to consider what is the best plan for you and your family and make the best choices. Remember, the one thing you have to remember, the richer the plan, the higher the premiums. Right, right. So the more you're going to get out of that whole thing, it's going to cost you more, which is, which makes sense. But, you know, when we start to balance out some of the things we'll talk about in a, a few minutes, you want to look at what that cost is across a 12-month period. Yeah. And uh, kind of explain, Dr. Mark, just a little bit about the richer the plan, the higher the premiums. What does it mean by the richer the plan? Well, if you're going to pay lower deductibles, that's one thing that people are really tied into. Um, So if you're going to lower your deductible, your monthly payout is going to be higher. And again, that may be just fine, but we talked about this last week a little bit, that if you have cash on hand that can cover what that level of deductible is, then you're in a secure spot. So you can figure out, well, how much cash on hand can I keep, whether it's in an HSA or just in a savings account, and hold that for what would be the deductible. Because if you don't have that, then that's when you get strapped and you can't pay just to get in. Even though you're paying a monthly premium every month, you still haven't gotten to where you need to be for coverage. Yeah, you know, obviously the only time you should ever get into medical debt is if it's a true catastrophic situation, you should not get into debt for your normal uh, day-to-day and month-to-month type health care coverage. Right, right. That should be, I mean, we talk about, you know, the the right to health care, and that's kind of the statement there is we should have access to, you know, take care of our preventative health, to take care of our chronic problems moving forward. And as, you know, I think the listeners know, I mean, that that doesn't always work out that way. Right. Okay, so let's get into... <clears throat> excuse me, the descriptive information on, on, on the top of each summary of benefits and coverage. You'll find the name of the insurance company and the name of the plan. The header will usually list the plan's coverage period, which is the maximum length of time that the plan will last for. Normally, it's a calendar year. Yeah, normally calendar year, normally and they have the and, – and your human resources folks – are going to be able to help you out with this as well at, exactly. the, at the company. Exactly. And, you know, when you want to confirm the type of plan that you're getting into, 
your your plan will probably be a PPO, which is a preferred provider organization, mm-hmm. which allows you much more flexibility right. in who to see. An HMO, a health maintenance organization, which is a little more rigid, a little mm-hmm. more tight network, requiring authorizations to specialists. Right, more the and, gatekeeper model. Or the, more the gatekeeper model. And then the uh, EPO, the exclusive provider organization, mm-hmm. which in many times is a self-insured plan. Right. And then, of course... Your point of service plan, which even gives you more flexibility than right. even a PPO plan would. Right. And as you work up to that, we'll see where the, the fees to be in these different things are, exactly. are equal. And then the last one you actually mentioned a little while ago, Dr. Mark, is a HSA, a health savings account, where your employer may actually contribute a set amount toward your out-of-pocket cost. Right. And again, this will determine what medical providers are in your plan's network and how you get in touch with them. Correct, correct. Okay, so let's talk about coverage. It tells you what you, you'll you need to pay. The coverage four line in a certificate of coverage in this section will confirm who the plan covers, whether it's just an individual, you, or your family. Your uh, There are many kinds. you got individual, you got individual and spouse, you have individual and child, and then you have individual and family, depending what. And normally if it's family, it's two or more children right. it'll cover. Right. All at one time. You don't really need to work. And that's changed a little bit, but I think we're going to probably roll into a break. John? Yeah, we're coming up on a hard break. But my takeaway from this uh, first segment today is 5 to 15% of your gross pay needs to be dedicated to uh, a health care plan. For a family making $75,000 annually, that's a little bit more than $11,000. That's a big chunk of change. Looking for affordable or professional video, differentiating your business from competitors, brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. Lando Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. COVID-19 impacting your practice? Patients visits down, elective procedures pushed out? rx to live provides a turnkey solution. Chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, medication management, behavioral health screenings. Interested? rx livecom Better yet, Call John Fogarty, 609-605-6859, 609-605-6859. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Please join the conversation, 407-701-7424. If you're shy, email 
Healthcare Now at orlandomedicalnews.com. Well, let's jump right back into this. Dr. Mark, what are the important questions an ed- educated consumer is going to ask when determining a health care plan that's appropriate? Well, I think, you know, cost and coverage. Those, those are our two C's that are going to be the most important thing. And so when we start out, we were talking before the break about coverage. Uh, interestingly, we, we mentioned it can be, if this is an employed employee plan, it might just cover the employee. Or, or you may have the option to have employee and spouse, employee and children, or family. Something that I noticed yeah. on my personal And that would usually come at an additional cost. Oh, definitely. Definitely yeah. an additional yeah. cost. Yeah. And then, again, depending on the size of the corporation, they, it may be a subsidy. It may be a better deal than if you were out on the market getting it you know, without the employer. Or it may not, because that's, yeah. that's something that's changed over the last decade. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, I remember... Uh, when I was on the uh, business advisory board for Seminole County Public Schools for a dozen years and sat on the insurance committee, one of the things that the employer did not have was dependent participation from the employer. Right. So many of the school teachers in Seminole County had to go out and buy health insurance on the open market for their children because they couldn't afford right. what the employer was offering. Right. It was a hard stop yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, something I noticed uh, just in the last five years, is that instead of spouse and family, which would be however many children you had, that a lot of the plans went to buy the child. So it was more a la carte. How many kids did you have? So it was an extra amount for each one. And you sort you can see it's based on things like age, right? Age and numbers. So that's that's sort of what your coverage is, right? And so that's that's the beginning of of the plan. Uh, and after you've looked at what the type of plan is. Yeah. You know, we've talked about uh, description of the plan, coverage type, what type of plan it is. And uh, and now let's talk about some of the other things. One of the most important questions is what's your overall deductible? You know, the deductible is how much you'll have to pay on your own each year before the plan begins paying for your covered services. Usually on a uh, SBC or a, a benefit design, It'll include an indiv- individual and a family deductible, right. maybe to the tune of 3000 6000 Normally, the family deductible would be twice Correct. the individual deductible. And this corresponds to the coverage four listed in the top header of a SBC. There are many other separate deductibles for in-network and out-of-network services that don't necessarily provide, provide uh, apply to preventative care. Right. And this is something that's changed a lot in the last decade mm-hmm. because I think most employed folks were walking around thinking they had a $500 deductible on any plan. And they were looking at a certain amount coming out of their paycheck. Yep. So when we talk about the increased costs of health care, this is where we see it. We see yep. these much higher deductibles because the premiums went up so much. Right. So people are like, well, you know, what can I do to get my premium down? And basically... Increasing your deductible is your only option other than decreasing your coverage. Yeah, And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because what we're seeing, particularly in the employer world, is employers have to get their overall cost of health care down. And in many regards for a small employer, health care coverage for their employees can represent 50 percent of their net income. That's that's huge. Yep. Most uh, cannot and that continue double digit rate increases year after year. So how do they how do they do that? Well, they end up shifting more of the cost of the health plan to the employee, right, and right. the families, right. And you know, with with the uh, 
mandate that if you had a company that had more than 50 employees, you had to cover their health care costs. I mean, that, that really changed the landscape of these smaller and medium-sized companies. Yes. Because the, the added expenditure there was, in some cases, I mean, it was equal to what they were paying in salaries. Yeah, absolutely. You know, aside from the deductibles, and then there's thing what they call an out-of-pocket maximum. And health insurance plans will let you off the hook for medical costs once you've met that maximum out-of-pocket. But this also can be a pretty large number, right? depending on what plan you choose, whether it's a, a high deductible plan with a high out-of-pocket cost and out-of-pocket maximum, or a low deductible with a low ma- right. out-of-pocket maximum. About the only numbers that sort of make sense is as you go to that really high deductible, it's not much lower than your total out-of-pocket. So when you get to those maximum deductible plans that are up to $11,000 per year, your maximum out-of-pocket may only be a couple of thousand dollars more than that. Right. So that goes back to what do you have available? Because if you look in the uh, checking accounts of most Americans, they don't have $15,000 sitting there just waiting to be dealt out. On, on health care. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, aside from the deductible and the out-of-pocket maximum, uh, is there an overall annual limit on what the plan will pay? Well, you know, most plans after 2014, based on legislation, have no annual limits on what they pay each year. Right. So that's not an issue. The key is meeting your out-of-pocket maximum each year, right. and then the plan kicks in at 100%. Right, right. But, you know, the only way to, to win in the game, and we talked about this a little bit last week too, is if you are able to get the health care that you require that you need for that year and actually don't even meet your deductible. Because you, at the end of the time, you think, oh, my gosh, I didn't get the insurance company didn't pay for anything. Well, they did. Right. Because this is all a calculation of the overall year's cost. And the insurance companies are getting rates negotiated with these physicians and hospitals and whatnot that you couldn't necessarily get on your own. Right. So it doesn't mean you don't need health care because you do. And that's certainly not, not the direction we're going in. But you may find out your only financial win is if you stay below your deductible. Right. And, you know, in many plans, your copay to go to see your primary care doctor may be 25 or $30 to go see a specialist, uh, 50 or $60. $60 yeah. But many times those copays do not apply towards your out-of-pocket maximum. Typ- typically not. Typically, typically not. not, yeah. So I think you really have to understand what you're buying when you're signing up for a health plan, whether you're getting it through your employer or whether you're buying it on the open market. Right. Is it too early to talk about coinsurance? No, absolutely not. Okay, so coinsurance is another little uh, added nodule of pain that you might come across because you'll say, okay, I've got my deductible. I got my copay. That doesn't count towards my deductible. But I'm going to go into the hospital, and I'm going to have surgery on my knee. Yep. And I'm sure you deal with that every day with your patients, Dr. Mark. Absolutely. And so now, what is that going to cost? And do I have... Coinsurance. So talk about coinsurance. Yeah, you know, coinsurance basically applies to more hospital inpatient or maybe even imaging costs right. or ancillary services outside the your primary care or your specialist office. Normal plans are anywhere from 20 to 30 percent right. of the total cost. In other words, if you end up in the hospital and your hospital bills $15,000 and you've got a 20 percent copay, a 20 percent coinsurance, you're going to pay your deductible and $3,000 on top of that. Right. 
And so when you look at those numbers, now I think if anybody's paying attention to this, they're probably frightened beyond belief. But the positive side of that is you're getting pretty close to or beyond the total amount you're going to pay, right? right? So if you have that deductible and you've met your deductible, you're not going to pay any more there. And then as you add that co-insurance, it's going to max out with your total out-of-pocket expense. Right. But we should point out again that that can be per individual or per family. Right. And, you know, co-insurance in many regards and even your co-pays can come into play if you've got a health savings account, which up until about a year ago were the most popular plans right. out there for employers. It, that health savings account, most employers will contribute X amount of dollars towards that those costs, and it's on a credit card. And once you use up your uh, money in your savings account, then you're actually truly out of pocket. Right. And that's why it's so important to know where to get the right care at the right cost uh, at the right place of service. Right. And I think the there's not one answer because every individual and every family is going to be in some category of need. Um, you know, you, you may be in a category... And usually the health plans will even say, this is a good health plan for someone who has few visits per year. This is maybe not a good health plan for someone who has a has diabetes and needs more checks or has some chronic issues that they need to follow up on. Right. You know, another important aspect of uh, choosing your health plan is what providers are in network and what providers are out of network. Right. Because as you know, Dr. Mark, it can be a significant difference in cost based on choosing an in-network provider versus going out of network. Right, and I think it's it's a big surprise when you've been seeing the same physician and then your plan changes, perhaps because your employee or employment plan is different or even if it was the same company, it's changed, and suddenly you're out of network. Yeah, you know, visiting a doctor outside the network of your plan will probably subject you to a separate deductible Absolutely. and higher costs. But you can find your plan's cost-sharing info for participating and non-participating providers in the common medical events section of this uh, summary of benefits and coverage. Some plans will not let you visit medical professions that are outside of your provider network. If you're unsure, always check with your plan administrator right. and uh, make sure that you're using an in-network provider. Right. That's going to save you a lot of heartache at the end of the day. Yeah. Although, And there's some of the more premium plans are, are a little more flexible where it's not such a big difference. Right. And, no. you know, the last thing I want to talk about in this segment is uh, referral to a specialist. Okay. And, you know, normally your primary care doctor will refer uh, you to your specialist, and, and you in particular can, can address that and what's required when you get a referral to a specialist. Right. And our, our policy in the office is basically we ask for a referral because they are coming from somewhere, but there are some policies that actually don't ask for a referral. That doesn't necessarily stay the same. Right. Maximum out-of-pocket, pre-existing conditions, annual limits have gone the way of the horse and buggy, out-of-network referral to specialists, a lot for the consumer to think about. We'll be right back. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407 
701-7424. Looking for affordable or professional video differentiating your business from competitors? Brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems, and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Looking for affordable or professional video differentiating your business from competitors? Brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Are improved patient outcomes valuable? Improved chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, medication management, all without increasing practice workload or expenses. rx to live provides a turnkey solution. Interested? rx or call John Fogarty, 609-605-6859. That's 609-605-6859. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Well, welcome back. I want to encourage our audience to either email or call 407-701-7424. We're interested in what you want to know. But we're going to jump back into our discussion right now about continuing health care benefits, design, and coverage. Yeah I, want to, yeah, I want to emphasize, John, what you just said, because I think the, the, the show came together with uh, the, the minds in the room here to address the needs of consumers, right? And it would be a real mistake if we didn't assume that the consumers know their needs better than we do. So please, you know, don't be shy. Give us some ideas. Today's Definitely. information is very important, but it's dry, right? We're, try- we're trying to jazz it yep. up, yep. But, uh, but we'd love to hear what you're looking to hear about. Yep. You know, it's so important. Uh, you know, when you look at that statistic of one in five people even have any idea what their health care yep. plan is and right. what what their coverage is. Uh, I think this is going to be a very well-received show, even though it may be a little dry. No, tell But again, it's, it's Health Plan 101, and where can you get this information? Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. So let's let's uh, continue on. And, you know, we've talked about the copay, the deductible, the maximum out-of-pocket. We've talked about referrals to a specialist. 
Let's talk about services that the plan may not cover. Okay. We haven't addressed that. You know, back in 2010, when the Affordable Care Act actually came into being, uh, there were 10 essential health care benefits that had to be covered for most Americans, and, and most Americans would expect that to be part of their insurance policy today. But there will also always be incidental services like medical care in foreign countries that a plan doesn't cover. Right. Plan exclusions can be usually found in your summary of benefits. Right. So, and it's important because you can look at your covered benefits and kind of get lost in that, but you need to compare that to what is not covered, what very clearly is not covered. Right. You know, it's it's pretty clear what you're going to pay for your office visits, for diagnostic testing, mm-hmm. for a pregnancy, and, and more in broken down detail. But there are excluded services and other services that definitely are not covered. And, and Dr. Mark, why don't you go over some of those? So one that folks are probably most or least surprised about is cosmetic surgery. So cosmetic surgery is typically not covered. Now, there are some things that cosmetic surgeons do that, that would be covered. So, I mean, it's, it's, none of the stuff is black and white. You know, there's yeah. really some gray areas. Well, you know, a good example of that would be re- breast reconstruction after cancer. Exactly. Surgery. Completely covered. That would covered. be covered. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, the dental, dental care is usually an option. Uh, sometimes uh, there's added plans. It's typically from a different insurer or a different kind of program, but that would be an added monthly cost. And whether that's for the adult or that's for the kids. And then when you look at those plans, their coverage, it might just be, well, we're just going to pay for every six-month cleaning, but we're not going to pay for any restoration or anything like that. So it's another level that you have to look into. Infertility treatment. It's a good one. Yep, yep. that's a good one. It's, yep. it's, a, it's a very, uh, you know, Tough one to deal with. It creates a, a lot of a lot of cost to a lot of families. Uh, it's not inexpensive, and it's and it's definitely. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if any plans cover that. Uh, you know, it's it's certainly been uh, lobbied by some of the healthcare groups mm-hmm. to to cover infertility. Sure, but uh, it's a very costly in vitro fertilization and things sure. like that yeah. are very very costly. Very and plans tend to stay away from that. Right. You know. Another big expense that is typically not covered is long-term care. Now, you can get long-term care insurance, and I would say you should get long-term care insurance. Uh, and, I mean, that's one of the things that uh, people do do talk about is the, the many, many, many types of insurance that we throw money at to as, as a gamble in our lives. But long-term care is something that is not going to be covered on your health care plan. You know, the key to that long-term care is buying it early right. because the older you get, the more expensive it right. costs. Yep. And then the, the dollars don't change once you buy that plan. It stays right. to that same premium level. Yep, I could, I'll have to uh, call some of the folks to deal with and see if we can get some sponsors out here because uh, that that's, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good inside pitch, right? Right. And the same related, you're not going to be able to get private day nursing care, which kind of goes along with the, the long, long-term care in home, however. Yeah. So that's typically not covered or... Uh, some of the programs will cover nursing visits if it's a convalescent visit related to an inpatient hospital stay. Right. Now, if you've had an inpatient stay and you've discharged to a skilled nursing facility, which could still be a nursing home or a long-term care facility, that could be covered up to 100 days. Right, up to 100 days. And there's usually days. an out-of-pocket yeah. Yeah, a maximum, as you're going to see there. And then it just it just stops. And which, normally that's for rehab. Right. Or uh or whatever's going on, but it would all tie to rehabilitation. Right. 
And usually that is built into programs that show we can shorten hospitalization and shorten stays because of exposure in the hospital by adding to that. And the insurance companies have come on board and said, well, yeah, this is actually a, a you know a value-based decision here. We'll actually do better. Routine eye care, typically not covered. Yep. So if you're right. going to have your eyes checked and you don't have dry eyes, you don't have a complaint, um, it's, that's typically not covered. And normally that would be an to an optician, Optimo- yeah. not an optometrist. Yeah, or uh, an ophthalmologist. Yeah. An ophthalmologist yeah, would be to covered an yeah. to an optometrist, right, would right. not be. Yeah. Well, if it's a routine visit, it's still not going to cover the ophthalmologist. That's, so, that's true. So if you're if you're going in for a specific uh, complaint, there's a list of them that would be covered, uh, but uh, but in general not. Yeah. You can, you can actually buy an add-on to cover maybe the cost of contacts, right, and things like that. But yeah. normally, in a normal insurance plan, you don't have any coverage for that. Yeah. And then the last one I can come up with is uh, routine foot care. And so that that's, you know, seeing, seeing the podiatrist or seeing your orthopedist for routine foot care, mm-hmm. non-traumatic foot care, not treating a specific wound, but just, uh, you know, upkeep and maintenance. And, you know, the last one, let's talk about private duty nursing, mm-hmm. home health care. Right. Many plans will cover X amount of visits for home health, mm-hmm. but many plans do not, depending yeah. on the plan. So if you're seeing the need for home health care, or private duty nursing, you need to check with your plan right. administrator to make sure that uh, you've got the coverage you need. And just like when you go to see a physician, you need to check with the organization that you're hiring to, to do that nursing to make sure they accept that particular health care plan. Yeah. You know, uh, we've talked about uh, non-covered services. There may be other covered services that are not covered, other services that are not covered that aren't listed in your normal that's why you need to make sure that you're looking at your summary of benefits and understand uh, that is right. And no, that's about. and that's one of those confusing things. It's sort of uh, you know when you go out to buy a car and you see what's included, you don't assume that anything else is included, right? It's the list is there. In insurance, it, it's it's a little hazy because they tell you these are the things that are covered, and these are the things that are not, and there are other things that just aren't mentioned, and you have to you know you, usually. You, a call to the insurance company or talk to human resources can can fetter that out, but it's an extra step. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting uh, scenario that you bring up because if you're buying a car, you look at the sticker and it has a base price and then all the add-ons right. and then it has a, a, a final price. And normally it could be several thousand dollars more. Oh, sure. And in healthcare, the same thing. The difference is you don't get that line item listing. Right of those additional costs. Yeah, it's definitely definitely yeah. not definitely not clear, and and it's not you know necessarily nefarious. It's but it's the way the industry has developed over the years, and it's common throughout the entire industry and all the companies that, that right. do it. These, right. these 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 evaluations of benefits and these contracts they all look pretty much the same, except for the numbers. Right. You know, before we get further into the dissection of a health plan and and more on one hundred and one. Uh, let's talk about what what do our listeners hope to gain out of what we're talking about today? Any thoughts well, on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, knowledge is power. And I think that a lot of people kind of sit up at night and worry about these things. Because typically when you get the phone call that there might be something going on in your healthcare world that you might need something, you know, it's always going to be after hours and you got nobody you can talk to. Right. So you're going to sit there and say all these emotional things and concerns are are running through your head. But 
at the bottom line of cost is a question that n- nobody's answered. So if you can get ahead of that and understand, you know, well, at least I'm covered. At least I can go see my doctor or the same doctor that my brother said was really good, and I can I can get this taken care of. I mean, that's it's a huge amount of peace of mind, right? Right. And then add to that being able to pick the, the right plan for the right price and not waste money. Right. Because it's already too expensive, certainly too expensive to waste. You know, I'll give you an example. Uh, I remember when uh, uh, my daughter uh, was having her first child, mm-hmm. and it was already preset when she was going to go in the hospital. She got a call one afternoon from the billing office of the hospital asking for $3,000 on her credit card. And so she called me and says, Dad, what do I owe this? And I said, well, your coinsurance for the baby delivery is $300. So you call the hospital back, you tell them that's your copay, your your deductible and copay, and you tell them that's what you'll give them on your credit card. She called back, she talked to the billing people, they verified it. Yes, it was three hundred, not three thousand, and the comment was made, Well, we would have given you your money back if you'd have gotten the oh, yeah. given us the three thousand. Yeah, no, and, and that's and, and I was gonna say, and she probably said, Well, Dad, wouldn't they know? But yeah. it's the extra step. That's right. And then so that's it, right. it, it there's there's the knowledge is power. If you know ahead of time, it's not a negotiation. It's not like buying a car. It's That's not right. a negotiation. But it's a set fee. Absolutely, it's yeah. a set fee. And so they're gonna lay it out. You know, and we're gonna have to at some point talk about what charges are and what actually gets paid because I mean that's like a a, a real sore point for for many of us when we look at our hospital bill or our and and, and you see one giant number. You and, see and a that, bill charge versus an allowable exactly. charge, and what was paid. And then you're yeah. kind of looking at it thinking like, wow, yeah. man, that, yeah. they didn't spend that much time with me. How could it be that expensive? Yeah. But then you don't look at that second number. You know, that's a great point. Maybe we'll talk about what an explanation of benefits is down the road and, and how to read them. Absolutely. And Absolutely. how that impacts you as the consumer and the patient. Well, I think it impacts the relationship you have with your physician and your healthcare system as well. Right. Because I think that at the end of the day, if you go in and uh, have a procedure done at the hospital and you have a, a, a bill that's $100,000, that's what you walk away with. Man, these guys must be rolling in it. But then you see that they're only paid 12000 Right. So that kind of right. changes things. Right. And, you know, understanding your benefits and your design and the, the type of plan you have, who your providers are and the cost associated is very important. But there's also another piece that we'll talk about in our next segment, and that's rights and appeals. Healthcare expense, possible exclusions, private duty nursing, home health, long-term care. It's a lot for a consumer to consider. We'll be back right after the break. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network. Preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us. IPNetworkFlorida.com. Looking for affordable or professional video, differentiating your business from competitors? Brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. SakataFilms.com, 407-860-3035. COVID-19 impacting your practice? Patients' visits down? Elective procedures pushed out? 
RX to Live provides a turnkey solution chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, medication management, behavioral health screenings. Interested? RxToLive.com. Better yet, call John Fogarty, 609 605 6859. 609 605 6859. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. Are you concerned about healthcare skyrocketing expenses? Monthly premiums approaching $2,000? Out-of-pocket expenses up 50% the past 10 years? Introducing Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Join the discussion, 7 to 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on AM 950 and FM 94.9. Co-hosted by IPN's Mark Chayot and Larry Jones and Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, and we're going to continue our discussion about healthcare benefits and coverage. But I want to emphasize one very important point. Healthcare Now is for the educated consumer. Its goal is to educate consumers. So please jump in and call with your questions at 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. Dot com. Larry. Well, dur- during, actually, I'm going to jump mm-hmm. in. During sure. the break, Larry, we were all talking about something that we completely uh, we haven't even mentioned, but it's near and dear, I'm going to say, to everybody has experienced this, right? So we talked about insurance. We talked about hospital care, physician care, home care. We haven't touched pharmacy. Right. Absolutely. So. You know, and, and pharmacy, the cost of pharmacy in a health plan has exceeded up to 20% of the total cost of that health plan. So, and we talked about deductibles. Normally, a, a pharmacy plan is a tiered plan, and your copays are dependent upon what tier that pharmacy, that drug falls into. Right. And, and how, how does that affect the deductible? Yeah. It doesn't affect. So. It doesn't go towards your deductible. And, and right. we have to look at, but the average person in, in the in the country here is much more likely to spend money at the pharmacy every month than they are to go spend it anywhere else in the healthcare system. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this has been this has been a huge number of uh, you know dollars that have gone directly to pharmacy and it's become very important to the insurance companies to figure out how to balance these costs. How to you know some of them have done a great job at negotiating with different pharmacies to get get better rates, but mo- under most circumstances, it's like you said. There's there's a tier one, two, and three medication, and even four sometimes. Yeah. So your yep. cardiologist, yep. you know, you might go see your PA at the cardiologist's office, and they're going to give you a new uh, new blood pressure medicine, mm-hmm. and it is 
not available on your plan for any discount. Yeah. And you don't want to know the real price. Right. Let me let me kind of go over a little of that because you're absolutely right, Dr. Mark. Normally, if you're getting a generic, certain generics, there may be no copay. Mm-hmm. Or you can pick it up at Walmart or Publix at no cost. Right. Then if you normally go past that generic, your next tier would probably be a $30 copay. And just so you know, even if the drug doesn't cost $30, If you're paying $30, copay. The next tier would be a higher, more branded drug, which would be maybe $60. And in tier four, normally this is where your specialty drugs, your chemos and things like that, your uh, embryo, things things like that that are uh, long-term chronic illness uh, meds, uh, could be as much as 20% of the cost of the drug. Right, right. And that's where people start to get in. They look at that yearly expenditure. And it's untenable. I mean, we talked about deductibles and coinsurance. This can be a number that they can't escape, and it's it's not covered. And, you know, another way to save, if you're on a long-term preventative med and you're getting you're taking it every month, for, like a blood pressure, for instance, uh, chances are you're going to want to buy that in mail order where you're paying two copays for a three-month supply. Right. And that'll save you one month copay. Yeah, and some of the pharmacies are offering that as well too. Yeah. Some yeah, like they do. like the, the pickup pharmacies will do a ninety day. Yeah. But it is it's specific though. It's based on the medication and the policy of the of the pharmacy that you're dealing with. So who would know to ask that? Right. And in, in in most commercial plans you do have pharmacy coverage. In the Medicare plan, under regular Medicare, you do not have pharmacy coverage. If you're at traditional Medicare and not in a Medicare Advantage plan, if you want pharmacy coverage, you have to buy what they call a Part D plan. A supplement. A supplement. Well, the supplement is is to cover the 20%. The mm-hmm. Part D is to cover the pharmacy. Gotcha. And that could be as much as another $60, $80 a month right. per and, employee. And you're not, you just weren't counting on that. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, that's going to be an ongoing thing. Now, we, we're going to talk about the different types of uh, companies and whatnot, but mm-hmm. one of the advantages on most of the VA plans that if you're being seen at, at the Veterans Administration is that the medications are typically covered, although the the formulary may be highly restricted. And it's interesting that you mentioned the VA. Uh, you know, you're a former lieutenant colonel in the Army right. and uh, a physician, I guess, in the service. Correct. And do you access VA benefits at times? So I have I have access to the mm-hmm. VA. So if I walk into the VA, I do have coverage. I do not see them. I don't use them as a primary insurance. Okay. So in order to qualify to uh, use that as a insurance product, uh, you have to either be fully retired or service connected at a certain percentage. I see. You know, it's interesting that the government accounting office, the GAO, released a report recently from the Department of Fed- Veteran Affairs saying that the VA paid on average 54% less than Part D Medicare did for prescription drugs in 2017, which is the most recent. The VA and Medicare covered prescription drugs for approximately 52 million people in wow. 2017. I thought that was an interesting, inf- some interesting information. And the study evaluated 399 brand name and generic drugs that were paid for in 2017 and found that 233 of these 399 drugs were at least 50% cheaper for the VA than for Medicare. So sign up for the Army. 
You got that right. <laughs> Get that out yeah. of the way. No, well, there's there's contracting restrictions. It's a better that, buying that system. It's a, it's a better buying yeah, system, and, right. and I that's think right. that if you're if you're the the company that's selling the medication, that uh, you're not too happy about those numbers. But that's the reality of, of what they yeah, deal with. Yeah. The VA is going to get the uh, the lowest the lowest cost. Yeah. And you know there has been some uh, legislation recently. I'm not sure uh, if it all passed about lowering prescription drugs in America mm-hmm. and uh, directing HHS and Medicare to buy drugs at a cheaper rate at the same rate that Canada buys them. No, so I think it's yeah. still a, a very active topic in Washington, right, right. and I think that uh, it's going to go across party lines because it is it is an issue that has been dealt with by every American for many, many years. Yeah. Okay, let's go back uh, and kind of review a little bit and, and kind of summarize what we've talked about. You know, the different types of plans, if you're still trying to figure out what plan you want to use and how you want to uh, access health care coverage, I want to just go back over many of the plans. You know, you got the ACA, which is known as Obamacare. Right. Depending on your income, you may get a federal subsidy or you may not. Right. And so you want to access that. You know, it's only during a certain time of the year that you right. can go online. It's usually uh, November, December, November, December. Yep. Yep. And so we just uh, we just kind of fell out of that spot. Uh, you apply and it, it's a, it's a little bit interesting because there's a there are income brackets that make sense. Uh, and so you, you may think that you make too much but you actually might make too little as well. So, you, But you go on there and it calculates it for you. The site, which was, I mean, I think it's safe to say was a disaster in the beginning, has really cleaned up. And so that's something that, you know, I would suggest people go on to and just play around with. Even when you can't uh, actually get access to it, when you're right. out of the time period, you can still get the calculation uh, and it'll offer you a chance to appeal to say, well, you know, maybe I... I lost my job in February, mm-hmm. and I have these medical needs, and I can no longer afford them. Uh, so you can actually go through the HCA. They have a, a, the ACA, and there's an appeals process. Right. So I would I'd want people to people. Well, to know you know, about these that. subsidies can be anywhere from five percent to seventy five percent of the total premium. Well, depending on uh, your age and income, yeah, it can it can actually cover everything, yep. and and sometimes with a zero deductible plan. Yeah. You know, let me let me go because I know we're getting close on time. You know, you've got your traditional plans offered through your employer. You've got individual plans and family plans that you can buy on the open market. Uh, you've And they can be anywhere from HMO, PPO, high deductible health plans, health savings accounts, and even Cadillac plans, which are normally the higher uh, benefit design plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got copay plans. Uh, uh, Dr. Mark, you mentioned the uh, veteran plans uh, on the VA. If you're a, a retired service person, and then of course Medicare and Medicaid. Let me hit on Medicaid for just a minute because sure. I know Dr. Mark is a surgeon and a pediatric surgeon. You probably deal with a lot of that. Oh yeah, I'd say forty-five percent. Uh, oh wow, maybe, yeah, that high, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's gone up during during my career from about thirty to we're probably I, you know I haven't looked this last year, but I bet with all the goings on, probably mm-hmm. closer to fifty percent. Yeah. During the pandemic in twenty twenty, more and more people. We're qualified. You know, Medicaid is a situation where you qualify month for month. Right. It's not like Medicare Correct. where you're enrolled for a year and you're you're done. Yep. P- people have to requalify for Medicare, right. Medicaid every month. Yeah. And just for the uh, listeners, so the difference, one of the difference between Medicare and Medicaid is Medicare is a fully federally funded program. 
whereas Medicaid has funding that comes both from federal and state funds. And, you know, uh, last year in 2020, there were 77 million Americans enrolled in both Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program as of September 2020. And I thought that that is a lot of people. It jumped up. It really started growing around 2007. And uh, it hasn't it hasn't backed off because, at, you know, there were you know, issues with not just the recession, but even coming back to that, the increased cost of insurance. So more and more people looked at those yeah. products. You know, in between January and August of 2020, Medicaid and the CHIP program covered 41.5 million children. Wow. And we know today that on any given night, 500,000 children in America are sleeping on the streets. Well, Larry and Dr. Mark, it looks like we have some breaking news here. Healthcare benefits and coverage will be convoluted if you don't do your homework. As we uh, finish up this week's show, can you share with uh, our audience uh, future conversations? Uh, sure. You know, we, uh, we're going to continue to talk about healthcare spending and the growth and, and how it holds steady. We're going to talk about the different segments. But coming up in future uh, broadcasts, we're going to talk about the Medicare Trust Fund and what the challenges of that are. And we're also probably in our next section, uh, next, next broadcast, we're going to talk about the top healthcare industry predictions for 2021. Outstanding. It's time for uh, us to thank our sponsors, recognize our advertising partners, Diana Cicado with Cicado Films, John Fogarty with Rx to Live, Francis Grinstead with Curis Decontamination Systems, Mark Chayot, MD, Pediatric Surgery, PA, Larry Jones with Integrated Independent Physicians Network, and John Kelly and the Orlando Medical News. And it's important to always end with, if you don't have your health, you're letting your family down. Thank you, everyone. You know, John, we've, we've discussed a lot of information. Most of our listeners probably won't remember all of this information, but I hope it will stir them to check their plans and understand them becoming closer to being an educated healthcare consumer. And I always want to end the show with the most important thing you can give your family and the world is a healthy you. Amen. Tune in next week. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.